You're listening to Behind the Viewfinder podcast, where you can relate as client or as service-based entrepreneur. Listen in on behind the scenes of client projects, the latest image capturing trends, and recommendations for your photo or video needs. Here's your host, Andy Coles. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Behind the Viewfinder podcast. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. And to those of you that have been listening and showing your support, thank you so much. I'm really excited. I'm pumped about this one. This one's a fun one. This one is going to be for both aspects for the client and for the photographers or videographers, but more or less directed towards the clientele based. So if you're an image capturing pro, listen in because you want to make sure that you're lining up to these marks. Uh, this will help set you apart. This will also give assurance to those that are trying to hire you that they feel at ease. Before we get started, has there been anything that you've been doing differently? Different tricks, editing techniques? Let me know. Tag me in your work. I want to see it. I want to get inspired. I just want to see. Let's connect. Come on. Okay. So this is episode 007007, 10 things to know before hiring an image capturing pro. Let's go. Okay, so the first and foremost is know your budget. You wanna go in and basically set whatever amount that you're willing to spend and know that as your baseline just before you even get started to anything else. And when you start to reach out to these people, don't be surprised if you see something where it's $500 just for a one hour sitting session. And then on the flip side, you can find somebody who maybe charges 80 to $100 for a sitting session, right? These are all things that are correlated to their, to their knowledge. Because if you're charging, if a image capturing pro is charging less, chances are they're trying to build their portfolio still. They don't have quite enough experience if it's on the lower end, but they wanna entice people to say like, I feel confident in my work that I can sell it to you, but I wanna make sure that it's reasonable so that you're willing to, to you know, hire me based on the lack of uh, other portraits that I've, I've done in current situations or it's uh, monetary exchange. So make sure that before you get into to looking into your image capturing pro for whatever it, your needs are, that you have a minimum and a maximum set that you'd be willing to spend. Number two, check out their style. Make sure that you go onto an online portfolio, AKA the website, view with their images, see what they have, make sure it can be uh, something that is very relatable to what you want to do or a location that you want to do. Another uh, thing to look at is their Instagram. Now, the reason why I said website first is because website, hopefully they have one and it just shows that they want to dedicate their like pride and joy, their best images overall. And let's agree because nine times out of 10, a photographer or a videographer, yes, Kitty, you totally agree. Did you hear that? He totally agreed. Okay. So nine times out of 10, a image crafting pro is putting out on their Instagram, just constant feed so that they, they get into that algorithm so they can get shown on as a discovery page. And then just also just to hopefully get tags for other features and yada, yada, yada. But the web page is hand selected. It's, it's where they basically find their best images 
and put them on their website for you to see because they want to entice you, right? So you're seeing already the handcrafted um, highlighted uh, images and chances are you're also seeing what they feel is the best representation of their style and their work, okay? And then I have more about that on the previous episodes. So if you haven't listened in, make sure you tune into episode 006. That'll give a little bit more about that or about a website if you're an image capturing pro and you haven't done so already. Okay, moving on. Number three, be aware of credentials. And when I say credentials, I'm doing air quotes. A lot of times, and I've seen this on very numerous accounts, they're on their Instagram bio page, or even if they have an about me page on their web page, they have, they say, I have been a published photographer. Now, it may be true to some sense, but what does that really mean? Because they can say I'm, I've been published by Lowrider Digital Magazine, and we all know that Lowrider is a real magazine. Now, let's say that it's another uh, small business that's trying to get up and running, or maybe all they do is digital prints, and um, it's, it's maybe just a mom and pop shop, Technically, yes, it's getting published, but at the same at the same token, it very small demographics that's looking at this publishing. Second, a lot of times people will put that they are a member of the Better Business Bureau. Now, there are pros and cons to this. The pro is that if anything should go awry and your session, they mess up, botch your photos, or they lose your images, you can use the Better Business Bureau to investigate and to hopefully pursue to get your stuff done. Now, sometimes it may not work in your favor because if they can't get a hold of the person either, you're still gonna have to wind up getting uh, some sort of legal help. Also, to keep in mind, the Better Business Bureau, it's also a fee for the person that is the image capturing pro. They're almost paying like a membership, just saying that we're, we're part of your, your crew, we're part of your clan, your, your little accepted group. I would be weary about people who, who blast that, okay? Next, the other one is that they belong to some sort of photography association or group. You might see like the, I belong to the PPA of California, the PPA of Georgia, whatever it is. Same thing like the Better Business Bureau, basically, that they have paid a membership to whether they get insurance or to they get some sort of like, uh, classes or certification and again this is just basically saying that I belong to this group I, and yes you can get help from that group if again things go bad and south with your session or whatever it is but all in all it, it really it's it, <laughs> it's just kind of just flow showing off that I've paid money to this group basically last part is degree or certification of some sort of schooling now, I say this with caution because not all people who go to college for whatever it is use their degrees for what they they are uh, have gone and you know studied for. Some others, they may have gotten a degree and they're horrible at what they do. So again, approaching this with caution, there are probably 90% of people who have some sort of degree or schooling that yes, they're gonna know more lingo they're gonna have more expertise, they're gonna know a little bit more, and chances are you're gonna to have to pay for that. But that's not to say that someone who hasn't gone to school for that can't do that as well, okay? 
So just be weary of that. It, it could be a good thing, but also it probably doesn't, it couldn't even matter much or make that much of a difference. All right, so just be careful. And again, study their page, study their website, study their YouTube channel to see, to make sure, can they execute what you want? If they can, perfect. If not, then yes, this is where it will make, it may come into play where you need to make sure they've had some sort of degree or schooling and um, you can go from there. Moving on. So number four, you wanna make sure that your image capturing pro has experience with your desired style of images. If they, if you, let's say that it's a wedding, if you have a wedding, you want to make sure that they've had experience in doing so. Now, again, not to say that people who haven't had experience can't do it because chances are if they're already listing themselves as available for this type of wedding photography or event photography, event videography, yada, 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 chances are they're saying, I'm ready, let me in coach. So you wanna make sure that they know the experience because it'll help so much more if they've been to that venue before, they know the ins and outs, they know what they can get away with. They will also basically know that if they have to obtain permits for certain locations that they shoot at, they'll know if they have to be insured for that location. The other thing too that you wanna keep in mind is that you don't want to go to a location agree upon and they get lost getting there. They're like, hey, I'm 10 minutes out, I think. I'm just trying to find the parking lot. That's another thing. Then the last part is they, if they have the experience of where they, they need to be, they will bring the appropriate gear. If it's a dark lit room or whatever it is, they'll bring strobes or lighting, whatever it is. If it's a super outdoorsy, they're gonna be lots of diffusers and such whatever it is to accommodate for that location, okay? Next, number five, do you want prints? That's something you wanted to know beforehand. If it's a, a photographer, you wanna know, or a videographer, if they have a DVD or if it's coming on a thumb drive, because some will include this in their package. Others are basically gonna say, okay, I will charge you extra for this. Now, as myself, what I like to do is hand over the images or uh, video on a thumb drive. Distribute how you'd like. And then also it gives the opportunity for the customer to pick their, their best photos, right? Now, I understand that this is where it's gonna hit the pockets a little bit. This is where more or less that image capturing pros make their money. But as a customer, if you're looking to save money, it's gonna allow you to choose where you wanna get them printed. But the downside of this is, you may not be going to someone that's a reputable place to print. Nothing wrong with Shutterfly or um, the other one, I can't remember, but they use very poor quality paper. Their ink is so-so, not so vibrant. And then they just literally get your image as it is and they just transfer it to print it. Whereas some photo labs, notice I said photo lab, they will actually make sure that the, the color correctness is all right. Make sure that it is dialed in for basically exactly the right tones that uh, most printers cannot do. And then they'll be able to put them on really nice photo paper so it lasts for years, the colors don't fade, uh, it doesn't, uh, wrinkle up 
uh, if it's just hanging on your wall or whatever it is. And then they also can print on really large scales as, as well. So that's something to uh, take in consideration. So if you're paying for someone who is gonna give you images, they're working that into their price, it's gonna cost because they are selecting the ones for you and they're also making sure that they're getting the right photos from the right photo lab. So they have to cover their costs for doing that. And then if they have their own photo lab and uh, photo paper and photo stuff, they have to cover their costs as well. So know that. Okay, I think I got lost there a little bit. That was a dark hole, man. Okay, next one, number six. Is there a charge for having raw files? Now, back in the day before digital, they would call these negatives. These are basically, the raw files are basically the file, how they are, are managed on a, a photo camera or um, if they're doing video, it could be in an S log, H log, whatever it is. You're getting basically a very neutral based photo with all the metadata that you can really manipulate to get the best image possible. Now, some people won't hand those over because they don't want you going to somebody else that can edit something and then they edit however they choose to edit and then you post it and like, oh yeah, done by so-and-so photography. And then people see it and they're like, wow, that looks really bad for a photographer, but the photographer never edited those ones. So yes, there is caution to handing over the raw files. Now, what some others may do is they may give you just a very generic, here's the JPEG versions of these. There's nothing done to them, have at it. Some, again, this also could be a work and cost where they have the images for you, but it's gonna come with an extra little fee. You. Yeah, you. Are we connected on Instagram yet? Make sure to find my handle at TVF Photos. Let's connect. Show me your work. Let's get inspired. Maybe even collaborate. Until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. Okay, gotta go. Back to Behind the Viewfinder Podcast. All right, number seven. Make sure there's a contract. Uh, not only is this to protect the photographer or the videographer, but it's, it's there to protect you. You don't want to go into your event, your to your party, your wedding, your your bar mitzvah, whatever it is. You don't want to go into it, and then down the road, a month later or three months later, you still haven't gotten your images. There is no there's no hard factual what you've agreed upon except for what you have maybe on the email or text thread and even that's kind of dodgy you want to make sure that you have some sort of contract if they don't have one maybe back out of the situation or if you want to do on your end and have someone notarize something that's and you're because you're really like dead set like i really want this person to do my stuff have something written agreement so that it basically covers you all right, you don't want to make or you want to make sure that you don't go into it without some sort of backup. In addition, as a image capturing pro, this holds them to some sort of accountability because if they promise, hey, you know what, I will give you your stuff in X amount of time. I will also provide you with this amount of photos. I will provide you with this many duration length of video, yada, yada, yada. Again, you just want to make sure you have that set in stone so that the agreement is it's clear, crystal clear. Next, and this will come hand in hand with the contract, is 
understand what rights you'll have to your images. Some basically allow you to post to social media sites and, and such. Some won't even allow you to print your images. You are basically paying for a licensing fee to use these images. This is something that's created by the photographer or videographer, but they own the rights to them. You are just licensing to borrow these images, basically. It's their creation, but you're, you're allowed to use them for some sort of prints or advertising. This goes also hand in hand with, can you put added filters on them, emojis and stuff like that. This may be the case where they don't want you to do anything to them, post them as is, and all be all. Okay, moving right along, number nine, make sure that they have some sort of insurance. You wanna make sure that they have this because let's say that you go to a fancy, fancy schmancy venue for your wedding and they bump into a really expensive crystal vase vase and it shatters and it's a let's say it's a $500 vase now if they're not insured and the venue decides someone needs to pay this you might be uh, in charge not in charge but you might be um, responsible for their actions so that's out of your pocket. So in addition to you've paid, you know, buku amounts of money for this venue, now, guess what? You're paying an additional charge for what they've done. Some venues do require you to do kind of day of event insurance, which is fine, which sometimes covers that kind of stuff. But all in all, you don't want to be stuck with the bill. Now, another thing that to take into consideration, let's say that you hire a photographer, you want some awesome, awesome headshots, but you're, um, gonna go to a, a, a scene and they're like oh climb up on this rock and it's gonna look really cool because it's, it's just like really awesome and then you fall you break your elbow can you break your elbow i'm gonna go with yes i'm not a doctor but <laughs> you break something and then all of a sudden you, you got a medical bill you're out of work for a while you're on medical leave do you want that to be hardship on you no that's not your fault they they put you somewhere that was unsafe. So they can cover the costs, medicals, they cover that kind of stuff for visiting your doctor visit, whatever it is. So again, make sure that they're insured. It helps you out in the long run because you don't wanna be paying for extra other than what you're paying for their services. And last but not least is know the turnaround time. This should be also negotiated and, or mentioned when you're doing the very beginning of like talking about your photos or your videos, when should I expect these? Most people will tell you about a month, some maybe a little bit more, just depending on how time they like to finesse things or how busy their schedule is. It's kind of like going to a dining area, right? And they're saying well, the wait time is currently 15 minutes. Again, it just depends on their workflow and what they have going in at the time. The other thing too, it just helps keep a good relationship between you and the image capturing pro it doesn't seem like you're nagging like hey do you have Im images for me hey just checking on you again do you have something it gets kind of old just let you know make sure that you know that so that you don't have to reach out to them also this can kind of be your marker of like okay you gave you told me a month it'll be ready i has i still haven't received anything this can be a light to show you if they're great with your communication to let you know if they've already beforehand told you I'm running a little late, give me an extra few days, or if they're just 
bad business and they're just kind of waiting and trying to get things done without telling you. All right, and the last thing is, hopefully with your image capturing pro that they have under promised you, right? And, and by that, I mean, hopefully they told you it'll be, it'll be done in two months time. And this, this is just an example, folks. They say, I, I will have your images ready for you in two months time. And then three weeks go by and they're like, Hey, guess what? I finished your stuff. It's ready. That's what I mean by under promise. They've over delivered, but under under promised makes everyone happy, right? That's the best thing is you hear like, oh, it's going to take X amount of days for this. Oh no. But then all of a sudden, boom, it's right there. Ugh, you're amazing. Thank you. I get to use these. That's another thing that is great to have in an upfront is to know the turnaround time so that you can both feel at ease as far as for when you should to expect when you should to when you should. Let's say all over again, huh? <laughs> um, this will basically put you both at ease so that you know when to expect these images. So again, guys, just to recap, know your budget, check out their style beforehand, be aware of the quote unquote credentials, experience with your desired style of images or location. Do you want prints? Yes or no? Is there a charge for having the raw files or the negatives Make sure there's a contract, get that in writing, understand your rights to the images, as images that you're receiving from your image capturing pro, make sure they are insured. And last but not least, know the turnaround time. All right, you guys, that's it for me. Thanks for listening in 10 things you need to know before hiring image capturing pro. We'll catch you on the flip side. Be sure to check out next week's episode until then happy clicking.